Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP and today is the 8th of September 2022 and the market is not looking good at all. Now the cryptocurrency market is still below the $1 trillion mark. But today is a remarkable day because today marks the first year since Bitcoin was made a legal tender in El Salvador. And in today's episode, we are going to be discussing if it was a good thing or if it was a bad thing. Now what do you guys think? Was making Bitcoin a legal tender in El Salvador, was it a good move or is it too early to tell? Drop in your comments in the comment sections below. In today's episode, we're going to be revisiting the Bitcoin price on the 6th and 7th of September 2021 and then comparing it with today and we're going to be discussing if that was a good move. We'll also be discussing Tether USDT's volume on the day Bitcoin was made a legal tender in El Salvador. And in today's episode, I'm also going to be discussing Simon Dixon, who's the OG of Bitcoin. And few weeks ago, he actually went to El Salvador. And what is it that he was discussing with President Nayib Bukele? And another question that keeps coming into my mind is, would it have been better if El Salvador would have implemented stable coins instead of Bitcoin? So we'll be exploring that in today's episode. Now regarding the Ethereum merge, we have some questions regarding centralization and Samson Mao, who is the Bitcoin maximalist and the OG of Bitcoin, did actually mention something really important on Twitter. Now, if you agree to it or disagree to it, mention them in the comments below. And finally, in today's episode, we're also going to be discussing Prince Philip of Serbia and Yugoslavia, who's extremely bullish on Bitcoin. Now, he's definitely a Bitcoin maximalist and he does not like altcoins at all. And we'll be discussing what he said in an interview with Cointelegraph. I definitely, definitely agree to it. Now regarding UAE, we have two news. And the first news is from Palazzo Versace, who are from Dubai, and how they are tapping into Binance to accept cryptocurrency payments. And they are doing that with Binance Pay. And the second news is about an event that takes place tomorrow in Dubai. And that event is organized by Blockchain DXP. And it talks about central bank digital currencies. So the topic for tomorrow is Central Bank Digital Currencies, the basic threats to freedom and its role in the metaverse. And it is a completely free event. And I'll be explaining that in today's episode. So welcome everyone, it's 18, you're in Dubai and you're listening to Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and metaverse. And how the series of episodes in the Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And this is followed by Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And tomorrow, that is Friday, we have an episode called Metaverse Everything, where we solely focus on Metaverse, so please check out tomorrow's episode. The format for Metaverse Everything podcast is completely different. And what I tend to do is, guys, I tend to publish a daily and weekly report via my LinkedIn profile. My LinkedIn profile is in the show notes below. Alternatively, you can also go to my website, that is www.blockchain.dxp, and search for the blogs under the Crypto Blog section. Or you can also go to the media website and just type in blockchain DXB. So let's kickstart today's episode. Today is the 8th of September 2022. 
and the market is not looking good at all. Now before we go into the El Salvador's price comparison from 2021 and 2022, let's tackle the global crypto market, let's look at the DeFi volume, the stablecoin volume and also let's do a comparison between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Global crypto market as of today the 8th of September is down to 958 billion dollars. Now since the last 24 hours it is marginally up by 1.36%. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours though has gone down and it is currently at 71.08 billion dollars. Now since the last 24 hours it is down by 19.08%. The total volume in DeFi is currently at 6.09 billion dollars. And the total value locked in DeFi is $57.54 billion. Now when Bitcoin was made an official legal tender in El Salvador, the total value locked in DeFi was well over the $150 billion mark. Now make a doubt, does account for 13.95% of all the total value locked in DeFi protocols. And as of today, $8.03 billion has been locked in make a doubt protocol. Now DeFi accounts for 8.57% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume. Now let's look at the volume of stable coins for today and we're going to compare the volume of stable coins the day Bitcoin was made a legal tender in El Salvador and you'd be surprised at the volume of Tether USDT. As of today, the volume of all stable coins is $66.19 billion and out of the $66.19 billion, Tether USDT accounts for 50.32 billion dollars USDC by circle accounts for 5.65 billion dollars and one thing surprisingly which I noticed is Binance USD that is BUSD it accounts for 8.9 billion dollars now what I'm going to be doing is from tomorrow onwards I will be tracking Tether USDT circles USDC and Binance USD as well so it's really interesting to see that Binance USD has more volume than Circles USDC. Now stable coins in total account for 92.50% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume. Now let's move on to the next news, a comparison between Bitcoin and Ethereum cause this narrative of Ethereum flipping Bitcoin is definitely getting a lot of mainstream news coverage as well. As of today, the market share of Bitcoin is $364 billion, Ethereum's market share is well over 50% of that of Bitcoin's market share and it is currently at $192 billion. And what do you guys think? Over the weekend, do you think it would touch 60% of that of Bitcoin's market share? Mention them in the comments below. Now if you look at the 24-hour trading volume, Bitcoin's 24-hour trading volume is $34 billion and Ethereum's 24-hour trading volume is $16.9 billion. It just might cross the $17 billion mark in the next couple of minutes or the next couple of hours. Dominance of Bitcoin is down to 38.01% and Ethereum's dominance has marginally gone up to 20.10%. Now let's quickly look at the price of Bitcoin, Ethereum and Binance. Bitcoin's price as of today 8th of September is $19,350. And since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 1.94%. And since the price of Ethereum, especially between the 13th and 15th. Now since the last 24 hours, it has gone up by 3.29%. And since the last 7 days, the price of Ethereum is up by 3.74%. Binance coin is currently at 
$279. And since the last 24 hours, it is up by 5.10%. But since the last 7 days, it is down by 1.28%. So really, really interesting news. So those were the price-related information. Now let's try to compare if El Salvador making Bitcoin a legal tender was a great move. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly look at the price of Bitcoin in particular. December 2021. The price of Bitcoin was $52,633. On the 7th of September, that is the day when Bitcoin was made a legal tender, the price went down by $8,000. The price on the 7th of September 2021 was $46,811. And fast forward to today, the price is down to $19,350. So a day before Bitcoin was made a legal tender, the price was $52,633. The day it was officially made a legal tender, the cryptocurrency went berserk. All the cryptocurrencies fell down. The price of Bitcoin, as a matter of fact, fell down by $8,000 and it was down to $46,811. And today it is down to $19,350. Now the craziest matrix is the market cap. Now, on the 6th of September, the market cap was just on the verge of touching the $1 trillion mark. Now, I'm talking only the Bitcoin market cap. The Bitcoin market cap was hovering around the $990 billion mark. The global crypto market was well past the $2 trillion mark. As a matter of fact, the global crypto market on the 6th of September, that is a day before Bitcoin was made a legal tender in El Salvador, was $2.36 trillion. Now listen, what happened on the 7th of September? The price of Bitcoin fell down. The entire Bitcoin market cap went down by over $100 billion. So when President Nayib Bukele officially made Bitcoin a legal tender, the Bitcoin market cap went down by $100 billion and the global cryptocurrency market went down by over $300 and 50 billion dollars so the bitcoin market cap on the 7th of september was 880 odd billion dollars and the global crypto market was marginally above the 2 trillion dollar mark as a matter of fact it was 2.01 trillion dollars these are some really scary metrics but if you look at the bitcoin market cap today it is down to 364 billion dollars and the global crypto market is 958 billion dollars so guys, a quick recap. A day before Bitcoin was made a legal tender in El Salvador, the Bitcoin price was $52,633. Bitcoin's market cap was on the verge of touching $1 trillion and the global crypto market was $2.36 trillion. The day Bitcoin was made a legal tender, Bitcoin price went down by $8,000. It was $46,811. The Bitcoin market cap went down by over $100 billion. It was at $880 billion and the global crypto market lost $350 billion. It went down to $2.01 trillion. And today, the price of Bitcoin is $19,350. The Bitcoin market cap is $364 billion and the entire global crypto market is down to $958 billion. Now, if your president, Nayib Bukele, I really am not sure if this was the right move. But the other scary matrix is Tether USDT. Now listen guys, 
on the 6th of September, that is a day before Bitcoin was made legal tender, Tether USDT's volume was around $80.2 billion. The day when cryptocurrency crashed, that is the 7th of September, when it was made illegal tender, only Tether USDT's volume was $167 billion. And if you've been listening to my podcast, I've been saying this for the past six months. Regarding stable coins, there are two matrix which is really scary. The first one is the 24-hour volume is ridiculously low. Apart from that, it also accounts for more than 92% of the entire cryptocurrency volume. The reason why this is scary is because central banks all over the world will be using these matrix to advertise and show the benefits of central bank digital currencies. Now look, on the 7th of September, the Tether USDD trading volume was $167 billion. All stablecoin volume trading on that day was $178 billion. If you look at the 24-hour volume for today, all stablecoin accounts for $66.19 billion. And out of that $66.19 billion, Tether USDT accounts for $50.32 billion. So this begs this question, rather than making Bitcoin a legal tender, would it be a better move by President Nye Bukele to make stablecoin as a legal tender rather than making Bitcoin a legal tender? Would it have been better for El Salvadorians to just simply implement stablecoins instead? It would have solved the whole unbanking situation. It would have solved the whole remittance problem too. When President Nye Bukele was promoting Bitcoin and was trying to make Bitcoin a legal tender, he actually said that making Bitcoin a legal tender will usually benefit 70% of the local population that lacks access to banking services. Or really, I'm not sure that is what the case right now. And his move by making Bitcoin a legal tender could actually save $400 million in fees on remittances sent home from abroad every year. Again, I really am not sure if that thing has materialized. And Cointelegraph has actually published a report that states that on the 6th of September, the Salvadorian government made their first Bitcoin purchase, buying 200 Bitcoin at $10.36 million at an average price of $51,800. At an average price of $51,800. So definitely, definitely not good. If you look at the matrix a year later, it's definitely not looking good. As a matter of fact, a few weeks ago, Simon Dixon, who's the OG of Bitcoin and the CEO of BankToTheFuture.com, he actually went to El Salvador to discuss how to transform El Salvador with Bitcoin. And on his LinkedIn profile, he actually mentioned that El Salvador Bitcoin recovery plan is on its way. And he posted via LinkedIn that in the land of Bitcoin, a reform is coming, a currency reform banking reform, pension reform, and security reform, and quite a lot more. And on his LinkedIn profile, he's also uploaded a discussion that he had regarding the whole El Salvador moment of making Bitcoin a legal tender. Now, the video is an audio version of a Twitter space event that he had. One thing which I don't like is the Twitter space event that he has was not for El Salvadorians. Rather, it was meant for hedge fund investors, multi-millionaires and billionaires for Americans who are keen to know about Bitcoin. So this whole notion and this whole idea of helping El Salvadorians is entirely not true. By making Bitcoin a legal tender, they are trying to attract hedge fund investors, 
went to capitalists to go ahead and buy more Bitcoin, simple as that. By doing that, they are making sure that people are investing into Bitcoin. I would have really hoped that making Bitcoin a legal tender would actually help El Salvadorians. But maybe it's too early to tell. What is your comments on this? If you guys do think that this move is way too early to tell, mention them in the comments below. Now let's talk about some news regarding Ethereum. As the Ethereum merge date kicks in, there is question regarding its centralization. And Samson Mao, who is a Bitcoin maximalist and the OG of Bitcoin, has claimed that a few node operators have the power to change, delay or even cancel the upcoming Ethereum merge. Now he's mentioned that via Twitter. So go to his Twitter account and read through that tweet. He has given a screenshot. Now the screenshot is from a blog which is dated on the 1st of July. And things have changed since then. But definitely worth a read. Now what is a bit ironic is that Samson Mao is talking about centralization. He used to work for Blockstream. Now if you know that all of the Bitcoin codes need to be approved and it's kind of centrally managed by Blockstream. A bit ironic. But that being said. What he's also talking about and is highlighting Ethereum centralizations. So he does make a very valid point. So read through his tweet and if you agree to it or disagree to it, please mention them in the comments below. Now in that tweet, he did highlight the benefits of using Lightning Network and Liquid Network. Now Lightning Network, not blockchain, does solve a lot of the problem. And what I think is that Lightning Network, not blockchain, is definitely building a lot of momentum. So Bitcoin working with Lightning Network, Liquid Network does solve a lot of the problems so far as scalability is concerned, security is concerned, decentralization is concerned, the whole blockchain trilemma and also offers privacy. But Lightning Network is still Lightning years away. So it's still going to take maybe a couple of years for Lightning Network to be mainstream. And one thing which I talk about is in the metaverse, Bitcoin using Lightning Network will be actually a brilliant use case. So the next two weeks is going to be really interesting to see how Ethereum turns out to be. Now personally, I do think that Ethereum will flip Bitcoin maybe in the next six months or maybe nine months. But looking at the matrix for today, I wouldn't be surprised if that thing happens in maybe a month or maybe a few weeks. Now let's talk about some more news regarding Bitcoin. Now the Prince of Serbia and Yugoslavia, that is Prince Philip, who's the hereditary prince of Serbia and Yugoslavia, is extremely bullish on Bitcoin. Now, he has a brilliant video with Cointelegraph, which is available on YouTube, that is well over seven minutes long. Now, in that video, he clearly shows his passion for Bitcoin. He's also talking about his son, who's just four years old, and he has also shown some interest on Bitcoin. He definitely has a strong liking for Bitcoin and a strong proponent for Bitcoin. And in that video, he rightly criticizes altcoins for being mere attempts to copy the original cryptocurrencies. Now, I definitely agree to it. Now, he's talking about how a lot of the cryptocurrency protocols, a lot of the blockchain protocols have pre-mining. They often have CEO and they have a marketing department because of which they're trying to gain funds for venture capitalists and other people who want to invest in the protocol. And in that video, he also talks about the history of money and how war is financed because of the incorrect way we use money. What I really liked in that video he said is that money corrupts people or is money corrupted itself and how Bitcoin fixes this. So definitely, definitely brilliant news. Now guys, let's talk about some news regarding UAE. And this is a brilliant use case where a luxury property is accepting Bitcoin and they're doing that in partnership with Binance. 
So the news is that Palazzo Versace in Dubai taps Binance to accept cryptocurrency payment. So let me try to give you some information of Palazzo Versace. Now they are reminiscent of a 16th century Italian palace and Palazzo Versace Dubai is a neoclassical masterpiece with subtle traces of Arabian architecture and they are located in a beautiful location of Jadaf waterfront in Dubai. Definitely, definitely beautiful and extremely exquisite and luxurious. And the website is palazzoversace.ae. So the news is that Palazzo Versace in Dubai taps Binance to accept cryptocurrency payments and they are doing that with Binance Pay. And Binance Pay is a simple, borderless and secure way to send and receive cryptocurrencies from your mobile devices. So the ultra-luxury property now accepts cryptocurrency payments for stays, dining and spa experiences. So definitely a brilliant move. And starting from the 7th of September, for room stays, restaurants, meetings and events, all the guests will have the option to pay at the property using the Binance application. The next phase, that is the online payment integration, will go soon live after. And Palazzo Versace Dubai will also accept cryptocurrency payments on their e-commerce platforms which include gift vouchers and flower shops. Martha Darvish, who is the managing director of Palazzo Versace in Dubai and the founder of Palazzo Hospitality has said, We continue to be the pioneers of innovation and growth in the hospitality business. Accepting cryptocurrencies as payments is yet another innovative step that we have taken towards making our business future ready. So brilliant, brilliant move. And Nadim Latki, who is the head of business development of Binance, has stated, Palazzo Versace's ability to now accept cryptocurrency payments in virtual assets is a reflection of how the hospitality industry in Dubai is at the forefront of innovation as we move into a more digital world. Payments is just the beginning and we look forward to building on this partnership together. So definitely, definitely brilliant news. Brilliant news for customers, brilliant news for Dubai, brilliant news for Binance. But the big question is, why was Bitcoin created? Guys, Bitcoin was created so that the transactions are peer-to-peer without the need of central entity. In this case, Binance or Binance Pay will be the central entity. And this goes back to the very second line of Bitcoin white paper, which reads, the main benefits are lost if a central entity is required to double spend. So in an idealistic world, the customers will directly interact with Palazzo Versace. There should not be a middle person such as Binance. Now hopefully in the next coming months, years, we are in a position where all the transactions do actually happen peer-to-peer. Now what Palazzo Versace should have done is they should have created their own API, giving the customers an option to directly pay via cryptocurrencies. But what Binance is doing is they are giving them an API and at this point of time, I'm not sure if Binance does actually take a commission and if the cryptocurrencies are retained with Binance and Binance in turn gives them fiat currencies, most likely that is the case. But nonetheless, still a great news for cryptocurrency, brilliant news for Dubai as it wants to be a world leader in Web3. Now guys, let's move on to the second news that is about central bank digital currencies. Now I plan to have an event tomorrow that is 9th of September from 11am to 12.30pm Gulf Standard Time and the event is called a Central Bank Digital Currencies or CBDCs and uh, we'll be discussing the basics, the threats to freedom and how it will work in the metaverse and quite a lot more. The event is completely free of course, you can register it via eventbrite.com. 
you can also drop me an email to info@blockchaindxp.com and I'll send you the link where the event is completely free of cost and the whole purpose of this session is to educate the general mass on what is central bank digital currencies and how will it affect our day-to-day life so the session is essentially broken down into two parts part A and part B in part A I discuss what is central bank digital currencies or CBDC we'll discuss the history of CBDC how will CBDCs actually work the current and the future state of CBDCs and I'll be discussing the different countries that are currently working on central bank digital currencies and I'll be discussing if El Salvador adopting Bitcoin did have an impact on IMF that is the International Monetary Fund stance on central bank digital currency we'll also discuss when will UAE be launching its CBDC and in part B which is my favorite I'll be making a comparison between CBDC versus Bitcoin and if CBDCs are a threat to freedom we'll also discuss the political implications of CBDC the support and resistance by politicians to CBDC and guys in yesterday's podcast I talked about uh, which side of political party are in favor of Bitcoin freedom open source and cryptocurrencies and surprisingly or should I say not surprisingly the same politicians who are in favor of Bitcoin freedom and open source are against or opposing CBDCs and vice versa and very rightly so as well and we'll also be discussing China's role in CBDC we'll also be exploring the different types of CBDCs that is the wholesale CBDC retail CBDCs which UAE central bank is also currently involved with for other banks and we'll also be discussing central bank digital currencies role in the metaverse now look guys i personally love bitcoin open source and cryptocurrencies but so far as metaverse is concerned i do think that central bank digital currencies will be a perfect fit as opposed to cryptocurrencies maybe bitcoin using lightning network may also be an ideal form of payment and medium of exchange so that's all for today guys in the crypto and coffee date from blockchain dxb in case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions please drop me an email to info@blockchaindxb.com you can also check out my website that is www.blockchaindxb.com and check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse and if you like listening to this podcast please click on the follow button give it a five star rating and share the word across now for the next few minutes is going to be an ask me anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts defi and metaverse so let's kick start with the ask me anything series Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DX. We are listening to the Ask Me Anything series. Where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. And how the series of episodes in the Crypto and Coffee Date works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai. UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. And I have a first question and the question is by Dave who asks, is it a good idea for a country to make Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies a legal tender? Now Dave before we get into you know making any cryptocurrencies or bitcoin a legal tender 
What I want you to do is I want you to forget the price of the cryptocurrency. So let's forget about the price of cryptocurrencies. Then if you were to ask this question, is it a good idea to make cryptocurrencies or Bitcoin a legal tender? My answer would be absolutely no. One thing you need to know is that Bitcoin is a freedom of choice. You can't force anyone to accept cryptocurrencies. Now, if you go back to the El Salvador situation, what I'd really like you to do is, and for the listeners of this podcast is, Peter McCormack from the What Bitcoin Did podcast has two interviews with President Nayib Bukele. And once you listen to both the interviews, you actually find out that it is not compulsory for El Salvadorians to go ahead and use Bitcoin. There are quite a lot of articles in place which takes care of you know the legal aspects of making Bitcoin legal tender is concerned. Apart from that, if you look at it, the big question which I always think at the back of my head is, is it easier for an autocratic leader or a dictator to make Bitcoin a legal tender? And surprisingly, the answer is yes. And because of that, I am against making Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency a legal tender. What I really want you to do is, Dave, apart from these two interviews, one thing which I mentioned a couple of times in the past is, Laura Shin also has an interview with the journalist from an El Salvador leading publication where they talk about the negative aspects of how Bitcoin was made a legal tender. The entire approval got done in less than 90 minutes and quite a lot more. Is making Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency a legal tender is definitely a big no because it's the people who need to decide, not the government. The whole idea of making of creating Bitcoin was a movement towards separation of money and the state. So you can't make it a legal tender. And apart from that, Dave, what happens if there's a fork? And this is something with Andreas Antonopoulos, who is, if not, one of the greatest educators on Bitcoin and Ethereum has said, and he's the only guy, in fact, who's been saying that ever since Bitcoin was made a legal tender in El Salvador, it was a bad move. He's talking about things from a software engineer's point of view, which I personally like, because he's talking about what if there's a fork of Bitcoin, who controls which fork of Bitcoin is adopted by El Salvador? Now, if you look at it from a technical point of view, the software engineers are not necessarily in favor of it becoming a legal tender. But Bitcoin developers or investors of Bitcoin, they want Bitcoin to become a legal tender in any other currency as well. Why? The answer is pretty simple. The demand for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency increases. Their existing net value in cryptocurrency increases. So, I definitely don't think it is a good idea for any country, as a matter of fact, to make any cryptocurrency a legal tender. And what happens is, let's say, for instance, tomorrow England makes Bitcoin a legal tender or US makes Bitcoin a legal tender. And a lot of the Bitcoin holders or hodlers are Americans. Is it possible that the country has the power to give direction for Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency which is made a legal tender? When it comes to sanctions, it would become extremely easier for governments to sanction whoever they want, not necessary for illicit purposes. If you look at the left-wing Democrats, they could sanction pretty much anyone, even someone who is against their political views. So I personally think that Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrencies should not be made a legal tender and it just be simply organic. That is what my say is. So that's all for today, guys, from the Ask Me Anything series from Blockchain TXV. In case you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com and check out my website that is www.blockchaindxb.com and guys, please check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse and tomorrow, 
you have the metaverse everything podcast i really appreciate if you guys like this podcast give it a five star rating and share the word across and remember guys monday to thursdays 8 a.m to 8 30 a.m we have crypto and coffee at eight where we cover top news and information pertaining to bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts DeFi, and metaverse and how the series of episodes on the crypto and coffee at eight works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series, where your listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. Thanks so much for listening guys and have a great day. Bye-bye.